Welcome back to every single one of you to Ugly Girls Club. Uh, I'm your host, Oniko, and I would also like to personally welcome every single new listener joining us on this ride where we grow and learn together um, with each and every episode. On the Ugly Girls last week, we spoke about being a young black girl at work and how that affects you um, on your daily basis. Um, your level of anxiety, your second questioning, how do you nav- navigate yourself in those situations. I would like to thank Monique um, for being quite open, candid and open and honest about um, her experience in her corporate environment also just a fun fact last week's episode was actually recorded like in 2018 when i had started my first um corporate job and it was hectic it was so hectic and i felt like i really needed to share this with someone with everyone really um and to all of you who listened to last week's episode thank you so much thank you for listening engaging liking all of your feedback i really do appreciate it let's uh, keep it going so this week we are going to be talking about representation representation in uh, a sense of like media scale um as black girls as young black girls um young women, uh, older, do we feel like we are appropriately represented in our media? And this week we have Carol, who is uh, from Uganda. Uh, she is the most amazing person. We used to go to university together. So she's a a Rhodes journalism graduate and she's really amazing she's really great she has I think she brings such a great aspect to the topic because also we'll be talking about like South Africa and as well how things are in Uganda and how how internationally um, things apply affect change um, our perspectives because lack of or the type of representation that's there is not necessarily what is needed for the community itself. Um, so we'll be talking via Skype, so maybe the recording won't be so great, but I'm super excited uh, to speak to Carol. So let's go into episode two, where we are talking about representation and how I even came about thinking about talking about representation. I was going through some old papers and books and I found old drama paper, which was talking about um, how black women were represented in South African plays. Um, and I think I, I used Hrotworm and um, Waza Albert as some examples of how those male playwrights depict women in their plays. So I thought, wow, that would be like so interesting to talk about representation as a whole um in, in media radio magazines tv what the, what is the, what's there what's lacking and how things have changed um and i thought a really great person to contribute to this uh topic of representation in media an old friend of mine she is a Rhodes uh journalism graduate and ever since she's been writing for various publications such as Medium. Uh, right now she is on 104.1 
Power Fam all the way in Uganda, come back. <laughs> I would like to welcome the fabulous and amazing Carol Kagezi. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Woo. <laughs> How wow, thank you for such an intro. Is did I like I did you justice, right? Did I miss yeah, anything? Yeah, you did. Okay, <laughs> you must like let me know if I miss anything. The people need to know what you do. Ah! <laughs> you did such a good job. <laughs> thank you. How are you? How is the corona situation um in Kampala? Well, um, how am I? To be honest, I, I, I don't know how I'm doing. Um, also because like there's really no room, you know, to to come back to yourself and, and just ask that important question. For now, I can answer that by saying I'm breathing. I have breath in my lungs. To be honest, um, the coronavirus situation down here is it's so tense right because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same in south africa or even more stricter but yeah. um here down in 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 uganda actually the entire country is on lockdown and even in the different districts um the different uh resident district commissioners have really just locked everything down so mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 pretty wild how i get to so we do we can get to work right because obviously um, the media is an essential service, so some of us yes. are still working. So the only way we get there is um, being picked up and dropped off. And like for now, I'm really just coming to a place of appreciating my um, my freedoms, you know. Just being able to not wake up at 3 a.m. in order to get to work. And I mean, like daily I wake up at 5-ish, 4-ish, which is like now obviously a little bit tougher and and like just also having the option of of choosing different different stories to consume but then now obviously because that's what's in the in the internet and that's what's important and that's what needs to be known about we kind of have no choice you know so it, it really is that and to be honest there was some stories of brutality and people just being um beaten up in their homes so by trigger happy um security people but then obviously the the president often checks in with us lol he has like a state of the nation address every two days so he often checks in with us and um (laughs) i know he's it's our country's kind of low-key being run like our home but um Mm -hmm. anyway he checks in with us and he just gives us status updates and and one of the things that he really said that moved me was that you know i i really don't want to see any security people torturing people because that's really not the point of this the point of this is to ensure that we curb the spread of covid19 and so ever since then a lot of news coming out is is security personnel from the army all the way to the local defense units people are being held accountable they're being arrested they're appearing before court marshals and we're just seeing um a sort of of justice being expedited in that sense so that's something that um i think has is it's just like yeah it's like funny news but also it's like wow i i really like to see that um people are being held accountable and that uh in as much as yes there might be stories of people suffering that we haven't heard or seen but you there are people being put to book and so there's hope you know so yeah as of today 
three people have been released from quarantine um, after being cured from COVID-19. So, yeah, that's how we're at down here in Kampala. <laughs> it's also quite tense here. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've like, spoken to anyone or if you've been reading up. Um, we, they, we are under a lockdown. Our lockdown has been extended until like the end of April. It's quite, yeah. quite crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's good to yeah. lock down earlier rather than later, you know? So that definitely, uh, definitely. You know, things can slow down the spread, um, work yeah. on those who are affected. So I think. Yeah. Ooh, our president is trying to do the right thing. Well, I think he has done the right thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been reading up on a lot of this stuff. And to be honest, like, it must be so hard to be a leader in this time. Because, mm. you know, just having to take away liberties, which is which is such a hard thing already. But having to also get people to that understanding of, hey, you know, we're doing this so people don't die. So we're not experiencing like national mourning for people or stuff like that, you know, and, and, yes. and people now having to like just face this new reality. And of course, in this new reality, there are people who are extremely disadvantaged to recognize that. But then yes. at the same time, bro, like we give up something for something. Yeah. And the government can only do so much. It's like, do you want to live or like, what is your health yeah. or is wealth your wealth? You know, like, you exactly. <laughs> which one is more important to you? Okay, cool. Let's go into um, our topic. I mean, it's like quite a broad topic, I think. And I wanted to keep it broad a little bit so that... Um, you know, it's like a, a reassessment of what's going on um, in our media spaces today because this is not a first time um, topic, you know. I think it's something that comes up all the time and people explore it and things change as well over time. So I felt like it was worth exploring um, just a little bit to sort of see what's different what's still the same and how are we growing um yes so um carol i wanted to ask so for you first of all um when you think about representation in media what do you see what do you think of what do you see what are the textures um that come to mind yo again what a wide question but um well (laughs) First of all, I think maybe I'll, I'll touch on the textures, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think when, when I think representation, I, I like to think of what voices are being heard. Um, so both in terms of opinion, but also literally, you know, the people who are delivering um, that piece of information in, in the media. When we speak of textures, I also, I also like to look at if it's, if, is it audio, is it, is it written or is it visual? Mm-hmm. And, and then what justice is being made to the protagonist or being made or given to either the protagonist or the antagonist in, in that thing. I like to look at um, media as, as, as storytelling. So I think for me, on my end, what do I believe representation is? It is, it is giving a picture of 
a thing, right? Of a situation, of a thing, of a way of being. And so if we're to use the example of for uh, COVID-19, unfortunately, you begin to see that at some point in Western media, they said, but like, why aren't Africans dying? There's probably a thing, right? Because now they were trying to take the gaze away from all the havoc that was going on in the Western in the Western world, which I found really interesting. And then you have Africans who are now empowered with their own systems of, of storytelling, but also of media. They have this, this response of, what do you mean? Why aren't Africans dying? Like, you know what I mean? So I, I like that there's that conversation that happens. But when you also look at representation, I believe that it serves more than just to show a situation. Representation does that thing of, of carrying narratives and, and, and eventually creating ideologies in society. I think one of the, uh, the biggest elephant in the room when it comes to media is representation of marginalized people. Mm-hmm. And marginalized people in the sense of it can be gender it can be it can be sex it gender sex it can be um you know whatever it is so when you look at representation in that way um as well when you look at that like segment or that portion of representation a girl i believe that in some ways as 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 a global collective we are trying Mm -hmm. but then at the same time I believe the way representation works, it works when you have reference points, you know. Yes. So, um, I re- one of one piece of work that I often, often, often make reference to is Beyonce's Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Beyonce's Lemonade is 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 what I I love that piece of work because I feel like she wrote a script and she managed to execute it visually in a in in this visual visually stunning way. In, and, and the way the transitions went, right? And and some of the critiques said, I oh, know, but how can she do a piece of work that excludes members from the LGBTIQ community? And she said, well, the honest truth is, there's absolutely no way I can do a story touching on that when I have no reference point to it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. So for me, it, it, it's that thing of the more people take up ownership or responsibility in the media and say hey I, I i acknowledge for example i'm a black woman i'll say i acknowledge i'm a black woman i acknowledge this is the power that i have in society these are the privileges that i have in society and that this society accords me solely because i had access to x y and z that means that my responsibility is to another black woman to empower her to see and to know that she can achieve each and every single thing that she was placed on this earth to do how i do it is i obviously do it responsibly and respectfully that's yes. that's really how i how i believe that i should do my work just to go into um how you said um there were the lack of some of of people being represented enough um as a black woman in uganda what 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 types of um, representations do you have um, in your mainstream media um, currently right now? That's a very interesting question and I really love that. I really love the question. So, you know, call me, call me ignorant or, or I don't know, or self-absorbed. I always <laughs> say this thing. I only realized that I was black when I went to South Africa. 
that's yeah. the truth mm. um because solely because there was that confrontation of whiteness and for me i interrogated it for a very long time and and i remember it making me very sad um in in 2012 and and just coming to the realization that oh my god i'm black and and that's the difference between me and a white person right and so now i had to learn what it actually means to be black not just in the south african context but also in the context of 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 being at home right so when you come when i came back home um i had to i had to acknowledge why it took me being in such close proximity to whiteness to acknowledge my blackness <laughs> or or like to to realize my blackness and i realized that it was because the media i was consuming um from stories so from literature in school all the way to to entertainment at home or to the kind of radio i listen to i mean i listen to Ryan Seacrest have you ever heard of Ryan Seacrest that that white man who hosts uh, yes Ryan Seacrest uh, yeah. Kardashian's guy there we go yeah i yeah. listen to Ryan Seacrest like growing up right and it's it's very normalized like on 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 the radio here So you mm-hmm. have like a a 20 to 20 countdown show of the latest hits, you know, hosted by Ryan Seacrest and I really enjoyed it at the time. But then I began to realize that the reason why I didn't acknowledge my blackness was because it, for us it's so normalized to to consume uh to consume material like that, right? Yeah. So then you so a lot of so so a lot of things are done in passing, but also because we don't have as many white people here we are not constantly um confronted by by that reality of um of the disp- of the difference between blackness and whiteness do you know what i mean it's like oh my god all these people we are all black around here i think the conversation is 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 more centered on um on gender first and foremost yeah uh, so it's like men and women so that brings me to uh probably the first part of the answer what kind of what kind of media have i consumed since then or in the acknowledgement of okay i'm a black person so let me feed on on what black people are feeding on intentionally and deliberately and to be honest um yeah so you find that um before before a couple of years back a lot of the media was obviously was mostly um taken up i mean like there was, there seems to be like there was a balance right from the plays because we used to watch like dramas on tv ugandan dramas by the way but then the way that the women were portrayed there mm-hmm. in those things it's just like hey it's either she's like this campus girl who is like a hoe for the, the lack of a better to... word the heart <laughs> like... yes yeah. <laughs> or like it's it's like you're watching this really spiritual girl who's just looking for marriage it's like you know she's she's not really aspiring to anything else and i'm like okay so you guys mean to tell me that this is this this is it man like as ugandan women like you went and said this 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 is how we are represent this is how women are being represented in this space and i remember having such a chuckle about it but i believe that more recently one of the things that we're seeing a lot of is i'm pretty sure you've heard of a comedian called ankan sime yes 
yeah so Ankantime, that's for sure one person in 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 the in the entertainment industry who's who's really making ways but also making it possible and making comedy possible making comedy accessible but also with the way she does her thing she's very deliberate and intentional about the work that she puts out and and she really tells people things like you literally don't need fancy cameras or you know a whole 10-man team in order to pull up pull off something just use your phone so i really like that she advocates for that strongly and passionately and so i when you look at someone like that you see success as possible right success at doing something that you like as possible especially for for a young black woman in this space i believe seeing people like her is important there's another lady called um flavia tumusime uh she she hosted the big brother show with um Ooh. i care like a <laughs> while ago when big brother was still in sa and it was such a thing so flavia comes back to uganda and she's one to be honest she's one of the people who have been doing big work in the media she's very respectable as well and a lot of people respect her opinions but outside of that it's just really great to see uh, I mean, Flavia is just one example. I work with another lady called um, Becky, Becky Katagaya. She's she's doing amazing things in 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 her spaces of influence, right? Mm-hmm. But also one thing that I really really appreciate, and of course, like I'm saying these names, but there's so many. One thing that I really appreciate is that women really building each other up in whatever industry it is, whether it's girls in tech whether it's it's girls in business whether it's girls in the media what you know like there's there's that support and there's like that thing of women rallying behind each other because i believe that collectively we understand the need to see ourselves in spaces we understand the need for girls to see yes. us in spaces and know that you possible. can aspire mm-hmm. it is yeah it is possible but also what i really enjoy especially for the for the women that i that i look up to in in everything that i do in my work what i really enjoy is that they do it they do good work right yes they do good work so it's also that thing of professionalism and and really at the heart of it they 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 do the work in the knowledge that hey i want a young girl sitting in whatever village to see this thing and know that it is possible and not feel like um, you have to do 10,000 things. I mean, just last year we were reading in the story, in the news uh, coming out of Nigeria of those lecturers who were exploiting girls for sex, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's such a reality at universities here as well. Yes. You know, you... People, so it's really that thing of, of telling people that, hey, you actually don't have to do X, Y, and Z in order to get to where you want to go. Um, hard work pays, like genuinely it pays. There's another lady called Crystal Newman. She left um, active media and now she's doing she's doing um, YouTube, her YouTube channel. Very well done, well, well executed. She has an Oprah vibe. So like... You get what I mean? Like she's very family centered. Yes. So when you see examples like that in the media, um, you see that it's it's not just about the fame, right? It's it's also about access. It's yes. that hey, I have a reference point. My reference point is, for example, I'll I use the example of Crystal, Crystal or Ankansime. And mm-hmm. 
I, I see that this chick was able to make it to an international stage. That means that I can do it. And what I like about, I use Unconcemic specifically because anywhere you go, you will know that this chick is a chick who came from like a village or like a rural town, you know, and, and now she's here and now she's on an international stage. And so when young girls see that, they can know that this thing is possible if i want to be a doctor if i want to be a i don't whatever it is man engineer especially here it's it's more about um access into science fields right yeah so because they've been very male dominated for a very long time so there's a lot of safe spaces being created in that sense in order to show people that hey actually this is a thing that you can do and you can thrive at it and and be good at it so yeah so i know like um what you're talking about um i i personally feel thrives very well um in a in a hyper news environment or something like the internet where women create women empowerment groups via facebook or instagram some social media platform including youtube do you think mainstream that side has um caught up in the sense that in your local soapy are there more characters who are let's say coming from the village trying to be a doctor um instead of the harlotten story of coming from the village and then situation was this so i had to do that type of thing um yeah of that um even in let's say like your beauty magazines yeah. how much that is being um represented and shown um to a wider audience space. Yeah, so in mainstream media um I do believe that because there's a lot there's quite a couple of women working <laughs> we out here working yes. behind the scenes so obviously like a lot of those stories are coming out. There's a certain magazine I used to read when I was younger uh this is about 2008 2009 um my mm-hmm. mom used to bring it home. It's called Full Woman, uh Ugandan magazine and it's I think primarily about like parent more like lifestyle, you know, parenting, marriage, home and and all of that. But then you also had those stories of like women who have survived um domestic abuse and uh here they are and and they're making it out. And imagine I'm reading these stories when I'm like how old, bro? This was mm-hmm. even pre-uni, you know. So, um there are there are spaces uh in in mainstream media however i believe that um in some ways we can we can do better in terms of delivery do you know what i mean like yes you you'll see you'll see a piece of work and you're like i can see where this was going you had very good intentions but um <laughs> you lost somewhere yeah you lost it yeah yeah no That's you me. lost it yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah, kill me. I also I think also in um in South Africa um like how you said in the past um representation mm. was very different it was very um eurocentric I think. Yeah. Um and it was really nice growing up um watching on our televisions um post apartheid a surgence of uh black stars you know black female stars bonnie yeah bonnie mbuli umshaga um yeah. i mean so many who 
played such a huge role in um young girl empowerment like little girl empowerment to uh, then us now being uh, outspoken adults um we know what we want uh, and have a sense of direction but i also think as time goes it, it there's more and more and like you said um when there's people in the background um yeah. when there's like black girls in the background or diversity really in the background um it really shows um in publications cuz exactly one publication that's doing really well right now amongst the youth they're really enjoying cosmo so cosmo has yeah. uh, a, a new black editor nox mafu even the the beauty editor is a black girl and she's doing so amazing yeah. most beauty spreads are black girls how do you how to wear your braids how mm. to wigs you know things that matter to the masses of africa you know and i find it so interesting when i speak to a lot of um other people who are out of um from south africa and but in the african continent and say that it's so jarring um how prevalent the white experience is here as to compare yeah. to when you when they when they are back home yeah I find that like super interesting because for us our representation will always be a battle of how much of them or they if uh, I'm going to put yeah. it directly yeah. as that really I get that I get that you said something really interesting that brought something to mind um <clears throat> you you're talking about beauty spreads um uh, uh in Cosmo right Yeah I really I really you know one thing that I especially love about South Africa I love the media that comes out of there solely because sometimes you're going to like I I'll watch um a show like Come Dine with Me essay mm-hmm. and for me I'm watching it at like this level of wow like these people actually show these black people like this or like I can't believe that comment just went by like that you know what I mean yeah Yes. And or I'll, or I'll, I'll look at um I'll look at a spread and and just and just be like wow so many black people I enjoy to look at this solely because I have that experience right but then here now when mm-hmm. you're talking when you're talking beauty the 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 difference is that there's a sexualization of women that we absolutely cannot ignore now For this sure. is the biggest problem in our in our in our media there's that sexualization they'll put So there's I was sitting with some gentlemen a couple of years ago um and they were talking about how uh they use very beautiful women to read the news for example so that yeah. their ratings can go up right and these women yeah. are going to wear like the tightest dresses or whatever that time me I'm just watching the news like I I'd never registered that until they said no like they made aesthetics. them dress so but aesthetics carol <laughs> exactly and I'm just like Oh, okay, but me I just be watching the news, you know, maybe because I'm like more interested in the news, but then you realize like there's a lot of sexualization in that sense of you'll pick up a newspaper and they'll ask who was it best. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like I'm mm-hmm. just like this is still taking up space in 2020. Um yes. like and even talking about the sexualization, I was reading um this one article um about representation and how 
um, American mainstream media represents black women. Abo ABC X Y X Y X Y. And then the article spoke about Olivia Pope, right? I mean, so we have the girl. We have the bad Barbie. We have the bad Barbie Shanene Turkish yeah. character that is expected to be like hypersexualized, sexual human being. Um, apparently only cares about the sexual part to move through life um narrative um and then um what what i found super interesting was when um she said even when we are in positions of power such as olivia pope we still um we we sort of have a a sex trait i don't know if i'm explaining this properly we have we still have um some sense of sexual desire um yeah and there's also still that need to be uh, um what's that uh, to be attractive appealability yeah. is is that it like there's also like that need right okay i like that you bring up the olivia pope thing because i i watched um how to get away with murder in tandem with that show olivia pope what show whatever show it is now i forget because yes. i don't watch it and, anymore. and keating yeah yeah <laughs> Yes. So here's the thing. I'm thinking these two shows are written or in, conceptualized by Shonda Rhimes, right? Yes. Good job. Wow, you came, you brought us two dramas. But then I began to draw strings between the two characters and I realized that why is it that Olivia Pope and Annalise Keating are like side chicks? Because Annalise ends up being the wife of, like, she started out being a side she chick to a white family, man. Ruined a family. Exactly. I'm like, this Exactly. I'm like, there's this sense of destruction in, in both these women. But also while Annalise Keating is seemingly being portrayed as like she's she's being portrayed as the ordinary black woman. So like ordinary in a sense of like she's she's cute, right? But like not Olivia Pope cute. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the vibe. And then you're watching this thing and you're thinking, okay, like surely like she's accomplished. She's going out there. She's getting it. She looks like me. I can relate with this chick, right? Yeah. She has her nappy hair. Like, okay, yeah, like, bro. But then at the same time, there's also just this need, this sexualization of Annelies mm-hmm. Keating. And I'm like, there's a problem here. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like. And also, it's just like, because uh, also I was just like, um, when you speak like about Annalise and Olivia, if you think about, um, which I'm going to probably go, we're going to go into a little bit more later in the chat, um, stories that come from um, Issa Rae and yeah. um, Lena Waithe. I mean, there's a lot of sex yeah. going on in those shows as well, right? Yeah. But it doesn't feel the same. Like, I don't feel like these black bodies are betraying themselves <laughs> some exactly. to like <laughs> you know, to this white person like this white trope idea because wow. i mean like how you said also shonda is a, a female black female um and she's the one who comes up with these ideas do you think it's like a a projection maybe of like her life because it's like two different women basically going through the same thing like do you think these are things that she is projecting into these characters 
to be honest and of course my opinion is very biased because i might not know the full story for sure i've, I've believed for for the longest time that she's definitely projecting because a lot of times and i know we might we will want to say that we are objective as 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 media practitioners but the mm. honest truth of the matter is that really objectivity does not really exist right because nobody exists in a vacuum yes so when even when we come at things even when we tell stories we tell them from how we perceive them but our perception is also very much influenced by our reference points and that's your life's experience right yes so i feel like with Shonda Rhimes if that's if that's her re- if that's a reality that she has known not saying specifically it's her reality but if it's a thing that she's seen and con- been conditioned to 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 have as a reference point in her life it makes sense that that's the that's the media that she's creating or that is what is coming out of her and to be honest i believe that even you look at work like isa i really love that you re- made reference to isa's work because i've been following isa from like 20 2010 oh, um, when yeah exactly mm-hmm. when she was doing those random ass shows of of um, awkward black girl and, yes. and i really loved isa because wow i could relate with her at such a fundamental level and it was that thing of yo guys i'm just trying to exist but like yo things just they coming at me or like i stay messing up things and and you know i really i really love that so to see her creating work that is in more ways than one authentic to her original self right yeah and it for me it just actualizes in my mind that even as a person who creates content i'm i'm in a lot of ways very much um not 100% objective no matter how much i say okay carol what is the counter narrative to this thing right no matter yeah. how much i say that i have to be very very proactive about it like it's it it's not just a thing that's going to be there happening passively like oh my god let me create this me let me create this piece of work and like put it out there no like i i also have to do that work and sometimes it means checking in with other people's reference points do you know what i mean like it's just like do you guys think it's fair for me to portray black women as um as just people who are who are horny all the time and they just want to sleep with white men but also like they like careers you know mm. like it's also nice to check in with people and and, 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 and <laughs> exactly so you can know like these other lived experiences but also maybe not to take away from from her from her creativity because honestly she is a good storyteller um, yeah. not to take away from that it's it's just that yeah you know sometimes work serves serves a purpose for a particular amount of time and then for me as someone who's consuming the work I'll put it down and say okay now this is not serving me anymore and it's okay mm. like honestly it's okay it doesn't take away from her ingenuity it doesn't take away from from the fact that she she will create other good work and I'll I'll check it out and if it's for me it's for me if it's not it's not and you come back to the to the representation aspect I do believe that you know in as far as you can do justice to if you if you if you've decided I'm going to I'm going to represent a I'm going to represent a group of people I'm going to represent a group of women women who look like me right yeah um 
I'm going to represent people whose stories resonate to mine because that's the reference point. Then do justice to it. You can't be out here like a mediocre white man posting his work like <laughs> it's, it's just an idea, like as if it's finished work, you know, like, <laughs> arm. like don't do it. <laughs> no, no. Um, and I think um, we can go into, since we've already spoken about Isa um, and what her show brings to uh, the representation table. Um, what what has changed? Do you think? Like, what's what's changed? What's new? And what are you loving um, with this change? In terms of what has changed, I believe the internet has has really opened a world of possibilities. Um, in terms of not only can you, I mean, you're creating for multitudes of people, right? Yes. Um, you're creating for millions and millions of people. And if you're looking to to have a broad spectrum of representation, then you do have several thousands of people that you can ask for an opinion. Should you take the opinion? Really, that's up to you as the creator of the work. But I really enjoy that access to the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and And also having the option to grow an audience organically and saying hey guys um this is what i'm about this is what i'm doing you can check me out for whenever it serves you and then you can move on but also i like that i like that there's that development right in 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 terms of rhetoric in terms of so rhetoric develops but also um what do you call it ideologies you see them forming and changing all the time and now more so rapidly because of the diversity i believe in in production houses and i say production houses also to be inclusive of publishing houses of uh radio of any form of medium of storytelling eh? so i believe that you know ideologies are rapidly changing and so while one minute we thought that the 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 black woman experience was tyler perry sent tyler perry's (laughs) way of representing women now we know that actually stop lying and really just do that work of employing people who 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 can sit down and interrogate the work so i also like that we can have this conversation for example you're in south africa i'm here and we're talking about this global work but also work that that and bring it back home and saying how does this make sense for me here mm-hmm. how does it make sense for me in terms of of how i'm doing what i'm doing but also how do i do a better job at representing the 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 groups that i represent or at, at doing justice to to a piece of work to a body of work because at the end of the day you remember when we were doing i'm pretty sure you learned this when you were learning film but when we're doing uh photojournalism one of the mm-hmm. things that they were telling us was that we can't we can't photograph the victim from like a superior you know like it's not fun to no. look at pictures yeah. unless you're doing that intentionally eh? like yeah. from a superior standing like you really have to get to eye level you know yeah. and you can't and, be looking and, and just exactly so like we're we're no longer we i i believe as media practitioners we absolutely cannot afford to look down on, mm. on, our, on, 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 on the people whose stories we are telling because yeah. also we are literally mediums that they're using to, to, to share their stories. Eh? So I feel like we have to actually do be deliberate about 
about finding out all things that we need in order to put together a good piece of work so you basically can't slack so that's what i'm i'm enjoying but also like not enjoying because obviously it means hard work banange it oh sorry i just used like a it's okay uh, it means omg we can't um you know you you can't slack right it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because then the bad thing is like if you make a mistake <laughs> if you make a mistake then there's obviously going to be this wild backlash but also really exactly it doesn't really give room for um it doesn't give room for growth because sometimes i believe that there is room there is there is the opportunity for growth in failure or in doing things wrong right especially if you're coming at it with in a humble nature and saying okay i acknowledge that this piece of work was terrible so please guys give me some feedback in a way that i can make myself better it, uh, so unless yeah. you have that responsibility then it just really messes things up and it complicates things but like yeah that's that's i like that the lately the internet is giving us access to to nuances of things new ways of doing things but also me i'm sitting here in uganda and i can see what my friends in south africa are doing and i'm loving it and i love to see it and i don't have to buy a ticket to go all the way there or i don't have to ask to be dhl something unless i really want to own it in physical copy do you know what i mean like yes and of which that's even a lot easier but also you know it's just that thing of access right access i love i love this digital age that we're living in because of that but then obviously it does come with um several you know they said there's a lot more loopholes to go through um not loopholes what are they uh hurdles yes there's a lot more hurdles to go through because now you have to ask yourself things like i'm pretty sure beyonce asked herself when she was making lemonade like what story do i want to tell and yes what groups am i deliberately excluding and why am i excluding them we are illustrating these things because when we put pictures then we're going to go into conversations of of beauty of complexion <laughs> of like your three shades darker but like this one is more attractive also like positioning right as an editor i believe for me i had that responsibility of am i why am i using this picture and why am i using it here you know what i mean like you know you constantly have to do that and that's the thing that we so we removed that we said we're not going to do that we're just going to use illustrations so that we're not focusing on 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 beauty right so um nature of the person yeah exactly so we're really looking for the story which is inside of you and i believe that eh, unless you you are willing to to do that work okay um then of course you always have questions as to why you didn't do x y and z or you know you didn't include certain categories of people and to be honest like come on man we're just like five people and there's like the whole world and luckily now the internet gives everybody a platform that they can use to 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 represent the, the to represent stories to represent something so yeah like also we need to stop this thing of of giving other people that were had the burden of 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 like you know do, doing stories that are yeah. not uh, that are not there of of doing work like Tyler Perry I always come back here 
Tyler Perry is out here telling black women stories, but what does he know a black about but, a black woman experience? You know, yes, um, from a very male-centered gaze. Yes. Um, do you know that when we spoke about Olivia Pope, the same um, paper that I was reading um, spoke about Tyler Perry, and I even wrote it down, like the the quote that they had there. Um, that Ty, like Tyler Perry, sort of creates this um, liminal space where mm-hmm. he's not a man, not a woman, not a woman, um, not a man, but a woman, not really a woman, um, has the quote-unquote physical features of a woman, but doesn't carry um, the burdens, The doesn't have to navigate. Um, Bro, it's like blackface, oh, literally. <laughs> yes. Um, literally. And then... Um, she closes off like the paragraph is saying um, he basically um, is throwing in our faces as black women see what I can do better than you <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh like, spicy also, so true though why, true. do you know like I'm just uh, it's so true because I don't understand why you must shape shift into a woman hmm? big mama's house <laughs> whatever shape shift into a woman then also go and perform to be her one son then also go perform to be the one daughter i'm just like okay um what's going on here like yeah like can you choose friend like internal issues like um what's going on exactly Um, i'm just like you could also have chosen like somebody to play this role you know also give our people a chance you, exactly that we are fighting for so much space you know and yeah. you, you don't have to you you could just get a media for real you know thank you <laughs> thank you like is it so hard especially now i mean i can understand if you're starting out right i can understand be like okay budgetary things and whatever but now that now that you're like considered a very wealthy man first of all secondly you you know you have you have a lot of a big following a yeah. lot of people trust you when you're releasing media movies here left right and center christmas easter you're telling us stories bro mm-hmm. a lot of people are tuning in but like the minute you 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 cross a line eh that line of telling me that i can look what i can do better than you, you... i'm just like he lost me bro yes and his and his stories when it comes to um, the black woman experience, it's, um, I don't know if you remember, I was watching this documentary about Bill Cosby um, and there was mm. a where Bill Cosby um, went on like a nationwide tour to say to black women to close their legs, stop having like um, single parent homes, go and study um, and be... <laughs> um, study and be something or you know like just badgering and um judging um just really negative to especially um during that time the the situations that were going on in black communities for you to focus on women being the ones who are um the 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 the, they are the serpents they are the ones who say eat the apple you know, where, but I mean, I also feel like some sort of projection was going on there now that we know. Um, yeah. I feel like Tyler Perry does the exact same thing with his characters, um, with female characters, sort of 
punishes them and Mr. Say. Yeah. Why why it's, it's judging, punishing and making things heavy for these people? Like honestly, I get a I get a migraine when I cuz he he he's, he's, he has another series. It's called Sisters. And I'd started mm-hmm. watching it. And then I got to a point when I realized that yo, I'll get a headache every time I'm going to watch an episode. And then I realized it was because of that thing of like why why is it that these women constantly feel like they're suffering, it's, right? It's it's this it's, thing of it's, desperacy. It's it's like a lot of rejection. And I'm just <laughs> like surely, bro, mm-mm. There's more to life. Let me watch Isa who is just affirming that I'm yes, such a it's more like, relatable shared experience, you know. Exactly. You said you said something about Bill Cosby and um ah again this is why representation matters Nico mm. you see a lot of times that the rhetoric that we, we we have is especially when we you spoke of Bill Cosby and I thought about rape right and yes. how rape is constantly reported about it's like yeah man this chick was raped and because I, I read somewhere and I'm pretty sure I think you've also read the same thing um because because the the the, the perpetrator of the crime is not made mention of then yeah. it's going to seem like this thing is not as serious eh much real but i'm yeah. just like exactly but i'm just like okay guys we stay having this conversation about rape right we always say things like rapists rapists don't rape don't rape and i'm just like but guys can we can we say who is raping though like things you'll hear things like um the other day you know so in the newsroom uh, at work someone did a story about um access to water in this really rural community and um this this chairperson of the of the village was basically talking about how you know the the boreholes are very far so um the the women and children can't really go at night um because anything bad can happen to them and i'm like but like I get that something bad will happen to them but like can we talk about who is perpetuating this bad thing Do you know yeah. like like this is the elephant in the room right you reprimanding the the bad guy exactly it's just like no you guys stay at home because um Boy. we can't contain ourselves or like you dress <laughs> decently because like um clearly someone out there somebody I'm just like guys no actually i believe even us as media represent uh, as media practitioners we do have that, that responsibility to actively change that narrative and say hey mm. rapist, no. rape yeah yes the rapist this is a girl who was raped if she was raped it's clearly a man who raped her like can we not right let's yes. let's not be around the bush and not call a spade a spade yes like oh my gosh do you know what i mean like I just feel like we need we need to have that responsibility. And so even when I was working on that story, I I chuckled a little bit when this man was talking about cuz was talking about how yeah um you know so we tell them they shouldn't be going outside cuz our women and our children are not safe and I'm just like safe from whom because friend if you're mm-hmm. the leader of this community you should be able to say there are bad men in this community who beat and <clears throat> excuse me who beat and rape women and children and as such we need to protect this community from that by 
actually tackling the problem but the more we beat around the bush it gives that invisibility i remember we were reading i think it was franz fernon or someone one of those theorists and he was basically this was like jern four and he was yeah. basically saying how i think that the the there's power in invisibility and that is why whiteness or whiteness has been propagated for so long right because yeah. we're always like yeah oh my gosh i have a problem with how i look i have a problem with my hair but we're not addressing the problem which is that you're constantly being fed on white media and you're just like what kind of twisted gaslighting like stockholm syndrome is this because now nah, we gotta heal from this stuff you know we really like, let's let's act and i believe that's why in a lot of ways um <clears throat> south african media is i believe that they're doing the hard work of 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 actually seeing whiteness for what it is and saying hey guys because we've been very secretive about this thing for so long let's actually address it and say the problem is that we've been feeding on a lot of white food that's the problem yeah. so now yeah. we just we, we okay. just need to feed on foods that looks like us you know Yes, and it's so important um, for for it to be like us because I mean, just imagine growing up or being exposed to um, a certain image that looks nothing like the people who are around you. You know, yeah, like like twenty four consistent basis, like how jarring yeah. is to your own um, self identity, um, yeah. like. We speak of lack of representation, like um, how you sort of try to become something else that has nothing and will not be anything beneficial or give nutrients to you, your own life, um, because yeah. it's, it's not you. It's not, you know, you can go yeah. around playing, but in essence, it's like how. Um, Miss South Africa became her becoming Miss World is like the biggest so important. thing. Yes, yeah. it's very important um, for every little black girl um, out there to know that it's possible. You know, it's possible. But also, like it, it was and her aesthetic her though. Aesthetic, yes. I'll say, and her aesthetic, like oh. her. Um, it was it was important to have something like that um someone like that rather yeah. it was very delicious optical food to be honest mm. you know you look at this person and you're like she's even intelligent like look look she's such a good person she definitely is somebody like she, I can mimic. like you <laughs> yeah yeah she is legit like you um okay and then last question since um you also spoke about um how you w- do your work um in your newsroom um how important is um representation in your personal work on a daily basis so for me uh representation is a hundred percent important i like to i like to practice mindfulness <laughs> I, I, I like to, I always, I often remember, uh, there's a quote by uh, Maya Angelou who says that words are things 
they come out of you and they they enter they enter they enter they go into your clothes they go into the floor they go into the walls and they just stick right yes. and for me i believe that when i'm doing any piece of work one of the things that i want to do is i want to stay with people i want to stick with people right not like physically but like i want people to take something away and something that is meaningful as such that means that when i'm when i'm putting together either a piece of a piece of work be it written audio whatever i'm thinking about how does how does my life experience um change someone's life to know that they they can do whatever they put their minds to right so for mm-hmm. me representation means giving access to somebody to to themselves and i want people to be empowered from from the work that i do mm-hmm. i want people to to hear stories of of people who have overcome stuff but then again i also want people to hear stories of 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 good things of of things that are coming out of this space one thing that i'm especially passionate about is uganda because i have really interrogated why god would put me in this third world country like mm. god you had like i don't know how many other countries that <laughs> i could have been born in but then you chose to put me here legit i have really interrogated that thing and i think that brought me to a place of purpose because i believe that each and every one of us has been put in in the different spaces that they're in or spheres of influence for a reason and so when i'm doing my work right i'm going back to that place of there's definitely a bigger purpose to this thing and so let's do the let's do this do the work and give it justice let's do justice to this work because mm-hmm. under representing things or or twisting meaning do you know what i mean like tabloid news yeah no me i can never thrive in a tabloid uh newsroom but like tabloidy yeah i can't but like things like that things based off of rumors like because they distort reality so much eh? i i genuinely cannot they distort representation so much and it's also based off of assumptions i cannot bring myself to work in spaces like that unfortunately and that's a personal decision that i have made in my practice i believe in in getting the most authentic representation i believe in empowering people to love this space because i actually had to 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 go through that thing of but like why this space why am i here and then when it finally dawned on me that you know there there are no mistakes in this creation thing mm-hmm. and so i was placed here for a purpose so now i learned to i learned to love the small things i learned to love that even the things that irritate me I'm, i'm like ah but man it's home right so when you when you connect with that space for me my agenda is always how do i get people to fall in love with this space how do i get people to to know that they're able to do whatever they put their minds to how do i get people to know that they can thrive that they can be successful that even in this bad situation they can come out on top right Um so mm-hmm. for me at the very core it's how do I represent voices Ugandan voices on the internet I I mean locally it's there on radio whatever but also importantly on the internet how do I represent Uganda um on the internet and and make it 
seem and no not make it seem and and make it the place to be right because it's it, this is my reality and i can't keep running away from it so i might as well enjoy it but how do i take that enjoyment to other people and so for me a lot of work that i do online especially on my facebook is very deliberately geared towards that last year i did for women's month i posted a woman in an influential position each and every single day for 30 days i can't even believe i did it but like i did it every day and it was so interesting to see the reactions of people and i did it because you know when you speak of south african female icons there's so many ivonne chaka chaka all the way to recent to to younger people bonnie bonnie you know like for you mm-hmm. they roll off your tongue and for me i remember getting to a place of but i don't i don't know who the female trailblazers have been back home right and i realized it was because we weren't doing that work of actively putting that work online and saying mm-hmm. hey guys these are people who come out of this space this is what they're doing let's let's bring visibility to to what they're doing take it to the world right and i really enjoyed um a lot of a lot of responses especially from my south african audience especially from my people in south africa who were saying things like oh my gosh thank you so much for this series because it's 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 showing me more about uganda while they didn't know a lot about yes. it in the past right yes so for me at the end of the day it's always that it's it's taking uganda to the world man first of all ugandans to themselves but then also uganda to the world in the most authentic way and of course we know authentic is not perfect yes. but it can be beautiful mm-hmm. documentation is so important um yeah. different kinds of documentation um is important um and that's why mm-hmm. i feel as like we even have the chat about representation and how exactly. people all present um certain groups people or individuals carol oh, thank you so much girl thank you oh, i had so much fun oh, <laughs> you tell oh well thank you so much thank you so much for thinking of me girl of course and you spoke so well um i'm sure everyone who's listening uh is feels like they know a little bit more about uganda I did it on purpose. I know South Africa. I know it very well and I feel like we need to uh start being start partnering up with each other like intercontinentally to sort of to yeah. get to, uh, you know better in different ways in different forms. You know, I think it's very important. I love to see it. <laughs> I think it's very important that we do this, you know. See now I've learned a lot a whole lot more and I'm sure people listening have learned um a whole lot more as well and similarities as well, you know. There's a yeah. whole Yes. Cool Carol. Thank Thanks, you. And that was Carol, a media practitioner all the way in Kampala, Uganda. Thank you so much, girl, for joining in to Ugly Girls Club today. I'm sure everyone really appreciates your views. And to all the listeners, thank you so much for clicking and listening to this podcast. Um, we are on the internet, so this is a personal choice. So I really do appreciate every single person who clicks, listens, shares and likes the podcast please also drop a comment um where you feel maybe we've missed out on something or where you agree your own experiences of 
uh, lack of representation, misrepresentation, and what representation means to you. Thank you, and we will hear from you next week. Enjoy the rest of your week.